2: Welcome to the family with
1: Co-host Catherine Brandt asked me about toilet flappers.
2: Andy Repernard. I could not
1: hear him. Yeah, I know. It's basically functionally impossible for me to do this correctly, so. No. Oh, okay. Just move on.
2: We will move on. Dave Schrader's with us as well. We'll be right back. Jay Wosley, our special guest. Ghost Adventures returns tomorrow on Discovery+. Plus. Back with the gang. The ice of the gang. Back with the gang, man. We'll be back right after this. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest?
0: Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries.
2: And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy if I'm hanging out with
0: you. (laughs) Uh, Maybe. (laughs)
2: Uh, Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant.
3: Back in the saddle again. We're back in the saddle again. Okay,
2: Gene Autry, what's that all about?
3: Well, after our normal break, Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan are back on the air with 10 months of terrible commercials.
2: Ever think of hiring a copywriter? That's pretty good.
3: Hey, we're selling cars, not carpets. Anyway, it's too expensive. Check out our new press release.
2: This just in, Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan have started out 2022 as the number one and number two dealers in the state of Minnesota. Jason Leckler has been quoted as saying, this is the year I bump off Dan Resch. He studied animal husbandry for crying out loud. Dan replied with, blow it, JLo."
0: Take it from Zap. They ship today.
2: Bum, bum. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Dave Schrader is with us. Of course, Andy's here. We've got guests coming up. There's no doubt about it. Oh, by the way, I need to uh, remind everybody that uh, Continuum, the women from Continuum, the weight loss program, are going to be on every Thursday in the first hour. As a matter of fact, I unfortunately, I have to tell everybody that uh, Doug will not be in tomorrow. His father died. Um, Doug got a call that his father wasn't feeling well, so he got on a plane to fly down to the Carolinas to see his father, and when he got off the plane, he found out his father had died. Oh. So that's, that's a tough road to hoe when you're on the plane thinking, well, this mm-hmm. might be the last time I ever see my father alive, and then you don't even get that time. Um, And I'm here to tell you, and and Catherine and Andy know this, that Doug Sprinthal Sprinthal and I have become very, very close friends, very good friends. He's a very helpful guy. He's the kind of guy, if you need anything, he will take care of it. Uh, I think the world of Doug Sprinthal, and I'm going to miss him being on, uh, I don't know, today or tomorrow or a couple of weeks, whatever it's going to be. But we wish him all the blessed God bless him and uh, all, all the best, I mean it's just very very difficult. I don't like to see close friends like that suffer and then he was very close to his father, so it's going to be a tough road to hoe is all I know, you know. That's a that's yeah. a bad deal. That's terrible. Yes. Yeah, it is. But yeah, from uh, from now on uh um uh, Winnie, I'm calling her Winnie whenever she's doing that. Uh, it's Cassie in person, but when she's working it's Winnie. You know what I mean? I like it. So, yeah, they, uh, the Continuum people will be on every Thursday. As a matter of fact, they're going to be on maybe even both hours tomorrow because Doug cannot come in, obviously. He's uh, he's out of town. So we'll probably do both hours tomorrow with the uh, Continuum people. That would be, of course, Kelly and Danette and Nancy. Looking forward to that as well. Also really good people. Dave Schrader is with us. Jay Wozley with us as well. Now, you, you these two people, you guys know each other, right, Dave?
3: Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. i hey, did worked for years with him. Hey, Jay, how you doing? I'm doing well. Good to hear your Good. voice. Good to hear you too. So, what is this? The uh, launch of season fifty-seven of Ghost Adventures? I think in sixty-seven, actually. Nice. Sixty-seven? No, seriously. Yeah. Well, how, how many seasons right. is this now, Jay? Uh, I think they're listing it as twenty-five.
4: I believe. Wow. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it's kind of a weird gray area, and there's like been weird we've been on for so long there's been weird breaks in the seasons kind of here and there but i think at least on discovery plus it's right it's under the season 25 section
3: yeah the reality tv is like uh, dog years right you're actually on i think for 15 or 16 years but with seasons wise it breaks down to 25 because of the way they pick you guys up but this is uh this is exciting, man! And you guys are always finding new investigations, new locations, exciting stories to kind of break through on. And with this new season, what can we look forward to?
4: Yeah, there's some really cool ones. Uh, we do a few different. Uh, which one of my favorites are like the old. They're like these just these classic haunted houses. Like they're from the 1800s, late 1800s, uh, big mansions, just beautiful architecture full of spirits, full of hauntings. We have a few of those, uh, some really cool houses. Uh, One that a family actually reached out to us through social media because the house, they feel, was breaking apart the family and they needed help, so we went out for that. Uh, A really cool one that is really interesting. We should probably go have a whole episode just talking about it. Uh, We do the Carmel Doll Shop in Pacific Grove, California. Um, I don't know about you guys, but Personally, dogs, I find pretty creepy. They're very fascinating, but especially in my line of work, the dogs tend to be very creepy. Uh, But it's interesting because you think of, like, why would a doll be haunted? And I get asked this all the time, and I've been thinking about it. And I think it's just, when people, like kids, they get a doll, they love this doll. It's their child. They put so much energy into it. They cry with it. They love it. They put so much energy into it. I think that energy almost gives the doll life or... When the doll goes away, a bit of that energy is still there, and you put all these dolls together in one area to a store, it's just such a mix of different energies that there's no wonder that paranormal activity is going on. Um, So that was a really Uh, cool place. Uh, You know what's weird, Jay, with the dolls,
3: if I can mention, Mm -hmm. um, we've been exploring more and more about the idea of fractalization of souls. So, you know, if a child has a doll, a lot of these kids are, you know, they're having their emotional moments when they're sad, they're upset, they're hugging this doll, they're kind of you know, that they're around it, maybe they're abused, they're imbuing this this doll with their energy. And it you know, I've often wondered well, why does it sometimes seem a lot darker and more bizarre? Uh and it might be because there is actually this fractal of, of the soul of the, the owner of that doll that's left with this, that 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 sadness that it becomes a vessel or a channel for that anguish right. that these kids like were dealing with. Uh, yeah,
4: that totally makes sense. you would be lost and confused. Even too, if, you know, this child. Even though they might be generally a happy, go lucky child, a you know, regular kid, when they're crying in that doll, they're letting out that negativity. They're letting out that anger, whatever is upsetting them, and they're projecting that negativity, that anger into that doll. You know, so it, it could be it's definitely. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, it's something we could go on forever about dolls, and just I mean, how many famous haunted dolls there are. It seems right. there's definitely uh, some things going on there.
3: I think you need to collect them and send them up to Tom Bernard so that that way he can, you know, (laughs) have the experience of a lifetime. Catherine, you're going to love having a house full of haunted dolls. I've Uh, already, we've already done it. What have we done? (laughs) We've
2: already, look, I I don't, uh, look, I can finally tell the truth. I've got an opportunity. Uh, I walked up in Key West to Robert the doll and I said, you don't look so damn tough to me. And he (laughs) he never made a move.
3: Uh, (laughs) Oh, revenge is best served (laughs) up cold, (laughs) Tom. (laughs) <laughs> you just wait. I actually, I saw Robert. I took pictures of him. You're supposed to ask permission. He was at TapsCon yes. in, in yep. Florida a number of years ago. I took pictures of him, and, you know, I didn't take it. I, I took it very lightly, although every picture on my camera vanished on my way home. Everything. Every what? picture I ever had on there was gone. So I don't Ooh. know if that's Robert, if it's just bad timing, if my phone crapped out. I, I don't know, but it's weird that it only happened after I took the pictures of Robert the doll, he found out you yeah, and I were buddies, and that's pissed him off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We were filming an episode at a Zach's
4: Museum once, and mm-hmm. uh, we have a B roll crew that shoots like reenactments and B roll. And our B roll uh, producer went into Peggy the doll's room, and oh. you know, I think he went in there, wasn't believing the stories, and he literally like went up to her and just started cursing at her, like kind of just messing around. I guess maybe in his mind, making a joke. He just started cursing at her and just being like, I don't believe in you. I don't think anything. Instantly, his nose just started gushing blood. Like, <laughs> I mean, he doesn't get, you know, serves your right. On, right on the, <laughs> on the security. His nose just starts gushing blood. And, Yikes. you know, I've known him for a long time now, and I've never seen him get freaked out like that. I was it's you know, interesting
2: in listening to you guys can talk. Can I ask about one this?
3: thing? Oh, go ahead, Tom.
2: Yeah. I just want to there was a quick quick thing. Uh, it does make sense to me that, that that emotion that children feel, they get very emotional, and I would imagine if they're being comforted by a doll, by holding a doll or whatever, I mean, that, that emotion goes somewhere, doesn't it?
4: Right. Yeah, exactly. I think there's a whole thing called the stone tape theory that they, mm-hmm. especially organic, is they have a memory. You know, even on a cellular level, uh, there's a memory there, and you project Positive or negative energy into something so much it's going to soak up that energy. There's actually a Japanese scientist, I forget his name, but he did a whole uh, experiment with water where you would take a sample mm-hmm. of the water, like you would take yep. it from a mountaintop that was beautiful and you would freeze it and it would be these beautiful crystals. And you would take that water and you would just project negativity. You'd be like, I hate you, you're ugly, all this stuff. And for about a month, you project negative energy to this water that was from the beautiful mountain. Then after projecting negative energy, he would freeze it and that water now would be disfigured and the crystals would be all malformed and ugly. And then he repeated it again, but then this time projected positive energy, love, things like that. And when he froze it again, it formed the beautiful symmetrical crystals again. And this was repeated over and over and over again. So he he proved without a doubt to me that, you know, when you project positive or negative energy, that can actually change the molecular structure of water. And the human body is, what, 80% or so made up of water. So that just tells you what positive and negative energy can actually do
3: to us and other organic surfaces. Yeah, it goes so much deeper than just grandma's spirit hanging around in the house, right? There's so much more to every angle Mm. of what a a haunting really is. And I was wondering, Jay, you guys, you know, for years the show was based on going to, uh, you know, these abandoned locations or famous sites Mm -hmm. when you get called into a family's home how much more pressure is there on you and the team because now this isn't just wow yeah we had an experience and you can leave a family's Mm -hmm. looking for help Uh, they feel trapped what's it like to be in that situation
4: uh it's tough i mean i'd like to be able to do it because i want to try to help these people uh but it is a big responsibility you're dealing with possibly uh death in the family you're dealing with uh, troubled times you're basically dealing with family that are in the middle of a crisis possibly something going on you know and we're there they're you know and I'm sure they've tried other things they've tried lots of things and sometimes we are like their last hope before they're going to lose their mind so there is a lot of responsibility there and I take all those cases very seriously um and I do I do enjoy them I you know obviously I don't enjoy their pain but I enjoy being able to help people um, I think it's something, you know, it's studying the people, studying the stories, studying the home, the land, kind of taking everything into consideration and trying to offer these people, all right, this is your best route to be able to battle this, to overcome this and do, you know, to to hopefully get better. How do you guys... How did you guys get to meet
2: one another? I've often wondered that. Zach bagan Aaron Goodwin, Bill uh, Billy Tolley, Jay Wasley. Of how did you guys, How do you guys come across? How do you even get involved in a, at a ghost adventures type of business? And, and, Dave, I'd like to hear your take on it, too.
4: So I know uh, so way back, uh, I know, um, not to speak too much for the other guys, but I know they made a documentary way back. Uh, they met in Vegas mm-hmm. and went out to a lot of these around Vegas and made a documentary that got very popular and got attention and then ultimately developed into the original show. Um, and I think Billy came around. He was into the paranormal. He saw the show and was interested. In and I think he, from what you remember him telling me the story, he reached out to Zach through MySpace way back then.
3: MySpace. Mm, nice
4: uh, MySpace. <laughs> like what you guys are doing. And it was still very early. Uh, and then Zach sent, was like, oh, You should go check out uh I think it was the Wa was it the Wash Show Club maybe? Zach's like, Oh told Billy to go check that out and Billy went out, you know, pretty much one of his like you know, big investigation and got some crazy evidence and it just opened up his mind to, you know, the paranormal and really got into it from there. Uh with me I was working in television and film as a camera guy, as a sound guy. And uh I literally got a phone call one day uh, saying, hey, could you fly out to Vegas to do sound on this TV show? It's called Ghost Adventures. But so first for me, it was just a gig. Um, and I flew out and we hit it off. It was great. Um, still at the moment, I was like, okay, okay it's just a, just another gig. And then it brought me back and back. And, you know, it's such a small crew And being on the road. After a while, we became good friends. And then one day uh, we were driving a shoot, and Zach was showing me some evidence they got. And I was like, oh, I started starting talent. like, oh, you could do an analysis by doing this. You can analyze the wave spectrum and things like that. And he's like, oh, well, why don't you do that? And then he started bringing me in on camera a little bit and a little bit to do kind of more experiments and more technical things. Uh, and it just started evolving from there and kept going and going uh, to where it is today.
2: That's amazing. Dave, how about you?
3: Well, you know, we were doing Darkness Radio, and uh, Aaron Goodwin had reached out to me from Ghost oh, okay. Adventures when the first documentary was going to be played on the Sci-Fi Channel, and he said, uh, you know, he's like, "Hey, man, I listen to your show. You know, we got a doc. Can we talk about it?" So we actually had the guys back on when they were like 13 years old, uh, <laughs> <laughs> way back when, and it was great to have them on. And we just stayed friends throughout, um, and and we were big supporters of their work and, and the adventures they were doing. When they got picked up at uh, at Travel Channel, they're now I think they're the longest running paranormal series period, uh, which is amazing to watch this evolution and the change of, of crew members and the addition of people to this and you know having been there to watch all of this happen it's been it's been really fun to you know to see this play out and uh, like I said I love the fact that they mix in so many different things and and in all honesty Tom people always ask. Dave, you go do these shows. Come on. Is there any fake? Is there any trickery? And I've I've always told people, everything you see on the episode is exactly as we experienced it in real life. I've never, and that was when I went to do my first episode of Ghost Adventures at Rolling Hills. My fear was, please don't let these guys be goofballs. Let this be. A real thing and and when we watched the episode everything was exactly as we saw it in real time and i think i've been on eight episodes plus their two live episodes and i can walk away confidently saying that they've always played it out exactly as it takes place and i'm really proud of them too because i was a part of an episode called the demon house in seattle i think it was or demons in seattle and yeah we got nothing nothing this guy was making all of these insane claims And uh, something was painting 666 on his wall and uh, Native American symbols. And when we got there, we all kind of had a laugh because it was sponge painted. And I thought, this is an amazing (laughs) interior decorating ghost. Um, And he claimed there was no black paint in the house anywhere. And then uh, we had our little base camp set in the garage. And I think, Jay, you're the one that said, hey, Dave, and you nudged me and pointed. And there's a bucket of black paint right in front of us. (laughs) <laughs> so we, we get did the there? whole episode with nothing, <laughs> no evidence, and they played it. And I thought, that is so phenomenal that they could stand behind this and go, look, some claims don't live up. Does it mean that there was nothing there? No. Maybe those things stood back and and allowed us to just be there so they could continue to manipulate the family. Or maybe somebody was trying to create a new Amityville horror and hoping to get that kind of yeah. attention. Yeah. So. That that's got to be sense. tough too right Jay when you're out there you know you got to go into these locations and and be open minded about it but you also have to be very skeptical in the sense that is somebody trying to play you guys Is somebody trying to trick you into thinking it's haunted
4: yeah I think besides just being uh, paranormal investigators we're kind of like regular investigators detectives we also have to like kind of look into the people that are involved and you know they're you know we're going off their claims and things and you know they're amazing stories and it gets us pumped up and it's, it's excited to experience it, but we need to experience it. We need to document it. We need to capture this. So yeah, it's definitely a, it's a full round investigation. You can't just go in and just believe everything you hear and just say, oh, okay, sure. You know, we gotta experience it, and we're there to document it.
2: That is cool. And by the way, I just got a text message, Dave. They weren't asking him the fakeness, the trickery, and the deception. They were talking about you being in radio,
3: not the other yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for somebody to pull that plug on this fraud imposter for 16 years.
2: <laughs> or all of radio in and of itself. I mean, we could just yeah. do that. I, I, You know, you guys, both of you, I'm talking to talking to Jay and I'm talking to Dave here. Do you feel, I mean, I don't want to make this a religious thing, and that's not what I'm trying to do, but did you kind of, in a way, get a calling in somehow to do this? I mean, were you you were drawn to it, obviously, but... You know, they talk about people get a calling in life, and I, I kind of always knew from the time I was 14, 15 years old that I was going to get into radio and announcing and doing that. Did you experience something like that? You just knew it wasn't what you were supposed to be doing?
4: Uh, I always felt like I did. Uh, even as a kid, I was really into yeah. paranormal. I was kind of uh, I was playing Ouija boards probably since fifth grade. I I was just very open to it. I was also like, I got really big into studying different philosophies, different religions. I was never brought up any specific religion, Um, so I kind of had free reign to just learn and explore. And this was before Google, and so I had, I would read and have books, and I was probably like got some weird looks going to the bookstores and the library. So I was always checking out the really weird ones and the mystical ones and things like that. I just thought it was fascinating, and then, you know. You kind of become an adult, you live, you have to pay the bills and, you know, you kind of lose that connection we have with the paranormal for a while. And then when I got brought on to the show and got more involved with it, it was just such a natural, it kind of came back Was like, yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, You know, the four of us, we've talked about, you know, the evolution of the show and how we've all come to to be and how we've come from different places different ideas and we all come together and kind of like magic happens when we're all together. And I, you know, I do feel that there is some grand scheme or some bigger picture that kind of has brought us together. Dave, what
2: was your take on it?
3: Like you, I was a kid who wanted to do radio and uh, I loved the paranormal because it was around me my whole life. And when I got okay. the opportunity 16 years ago to do a radio show and I was told, hey, we have a one hour spot to fill. What do you want to talk about? I said, let's let's do the paranormal. And I kind of got to marry both of those things together, and, yeah. okay. you know. Yeah. So it's always it's always been a part of it. But, you know, I mean, the one thing people should realize, and I think Jay can speak to this as well, as though that, as interesting and fascinating as this is that you have to be cautious. This isn't something you should just do as a a hobby. Really, you have to, you you kind of do have to have a calling to this because you do suffer loss doing this and, and you suffer issues with people and the way they perceive you and treat you. And, you know, you know, there's some, of course, grandeur to being on TV and doing the, the paranormal investigating, but there's a lot of downside. And if you don't, take care of yourself and take care of your life things can you know the the paranormal can have uh, a negative effect and Jay I think you've seen that in just about everybody you and I have ever worked with that it's had that moment where it's really taken its toll on people absolutely I mean you know from the extreme
4: of you know we've lost friends to it we've you know I lost a marriage to it uh you know we all you know it's not just people think it's oh it's just a tv show we show up we film we go home it's like no this is actually our lives you know it does affect us on such a bigger scale um you know and even to the smallest point of going home and having nightmares not being able to sleep just being in a bad mood things like that like just when you do this it does affect you and i think over the years thankfully i've been able to develop kind of my own method and my own system to be able to keep grounded and keep level-headed um you know but it took a lot of experimentation it took a lot of figuring out how to do that and unfortunately there's been there has been dark times through it and a lot of people you know younger people come out and be like oh i want to get in the paranormal i want to get into ghost hunting and i tell them i like honestly i wouldn't <laughs> you know like right at this yeah. point like i do love rush like i couldn't imagine doing anything else um i kind of I kind of use the analogy of, like, I can never jump out of a plane. Like, skydiving to me is just mm-hmm. a, a big, absolutely not. But I get it. I understand the rush. I understand the drive that people have that want to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And it's the same thing with investigating. You know, it's it's terrifying There's points where it's like, oh, can I keep doing this? Do I want to keep doing this? But then it's like, yes, I need to. I want this. You know, I, I want that that adrenaline rush, that drive, and on top of that, I want to know. And I think it is a question that every single human being, whether they want to admit it or not, whether they're too closed off and don't want to talk about it, but every single person on this planet wants to know what happens when we die. And to be able to explore that and dive as deeply as we can into it, it's mm-hmm. it's, its a dream. It's amazing. I, I absolutely love it. We will take
2: a very quick break. Jay, uh, do you have another 10, 15 minutes? Yeah, sure. Wonderful. We'll be right back. Jay Wosley with us. Dave Schrader with us. Sandy. Catherine's here. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. The 2022 Bloomington Boat Show is here and going on now. Get out of the cold and into a 25,000-square-foot heated showroom at Dan's Southside Marine. A huge inventory of boats means the best deals of the year. Over 60 boats on display from Premier. Avalon, Berkshire, Alumacraft, and more. Explore what's new for 2022 at the Bloomington Boat Show at Dan's Southside Marine. Six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Visit BloomingtonBoatShow.com. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I just wanted to uh, tell a quick story. I was hoping Catherine would be in here, but she she left the studio for a second. So, uh, Many, many years ago, and I'm talking about decades ago, <clears throat> I worked at Capitol Records with a guy named Vito. The Vito was the branch manager, and uh, it became a good for. Oh, good, Catherine came back in time. I'm telling a story about when we went to the haunted house with Vito and his girlfriend.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: <clears throat> so we talk about the emotion of it all. You guys are in a different area of this, but it's kind of the way this whole thing affects the average person is what I'm why I'm telling this story. Very quickly so Catherine and I, Vito and his girlfriend go to a haunted house because it's Halloween. Uh, I grew up Roman Catholic and Roman Catholics tend to believe in you know life after death. There's no question about that. Uh, we believe in spirits. I mean that kind of thing. So it wasn't like you know starting off cold. So Vito and his girlfriend Catherine and I go to the haunted house. Vito was about 6 feet tall, probably weighed about 200 pounds. Was not a small guy, right? And we're walking through the haunted house. Oh, by the way, just a quick aside: Do you guys go to haunted houses at Halloween, or do you avoid them? Yeah, I do. I love them. Jay, you ever go? Definitely check them. I love them. So we're going through. They are. We're going through the haunted house, and it's dark and it's spooky, and they got the ooh that in the background, (laughs) all the rest of it, right? Well, out of the now, you have to remember: back in those days, the ghost could actually touch you which they are not allowed to do anymore. Yeah. Right. The fake ghost cannot touch you anymore. They, back in those days, they could. And we're walking along, and Vito's like, oh, I don't know, this isn't all that scary. It's not that big. Usually when people are going, oh, this is not that scary, it means they're scared and they're trying to cover it up. you know Yeah, I mean? right. <laughs> so we're walking along, and all of a sudden, this monster, ghost, whatever it was, jumps out at Vito. And I mean jumps right into his face, right? I end up, he jumped into my arms like a child. I'm carrying this 200-pound, 6-foot-tall guy around the haunted house because he was so terrified of this spirit that jumped out at him. So the only reason I bring that up is, first of all, it was fun, and it was funny, and we had a good time. But, But Jay and Dave, people actually, whether they want to admit it or not, most people have a belief in this kind of thing, do they not? Even if they say they don't. What do you think?
4: Uh, I think, I think they do. I think it's, I think it's in our DNA on some level, you know, there's uh you know, it's such an archaic thing. You go back in human history and, you know, a lot of myths, a lot of things come from the unknown, you know, you know, back in the day, I think people were more in tune with the spirit world. We didn't have TVs, we didn't have phones, Right. you know, it, literally you're in tune with the earth. You're there, you might have fire as your, your television. You know, so they're they're much more aware of the feelings and emotions and the energy that surrounded them. So I think it is in our DNA. I think a lot of people get distracted and they lose it in modern society. Um, but I think it is mm-hmm. it, we all have that. You know, even on some level, an ability. You know, I think psychics, things like that. Not to go on that route, but. You know, I think those people that are really good and do that stuff, I think they're tapping into something that we do all have, but we kind of have lost that through our modern-day technology yeah. and way of life. Is Alex in studio?
1: I'm here. I thought That's I fine. heard you. I, heard your, a... I thought I heard you. Yeah. I'm
2: here. The reason I bring, I bring Alex into it because Alex and I are the only two in the family. Andy and Catherine will not watch scary movies, but Alex and I enjoy them immensely. And you kind of wonder in the same family how half the people love it and the other half the people can't stand it. You know, uh, it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Alex, you must have some questions because you have you love this stuff.
1: I don't really have any questions. I just like hearing about it. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's like my daughter. She's five. See, I told you. She'll be six. It's not a question though. It's a comment. <laughs> okay, daughter. <laughs> be very clear about that. Okay. All right. Um my daughter's five years old, she'll be six in May, and she loves, like, spooky stuff. She's, mm-hmm. like, always try like, if she can ever pick a show, it's always something spooky, and she likes hearing spooky stories, and I was like that when I was a kid. For, and it, yeah, it's interesting how some people just have an automatic interest in it, like, but I will say... She tr- she watched Beetlejuice on an airplane a couple months ago, and I was like, "What is Beetlejuice rated?" Because I haven't seen it in so long. It's PG, the movie? but. Yes. Wow. Because she was like, I want to watch Beetlejuice. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. No, like, I would not have suggested that. But I was like, oh, what's it rated? PG. Mm. 90s PGs, is yeah, real different, different than PG now. <laughs> yeah. he, dropped an yeah. F, he dropped an F-bomb. Yeah, they yeah. talked about oh. suicide. He grabs his crotch. Mm-hmm. I was like, because I wasn't listening to it because I was reading a book and she had her headphones on because we were on an airplane. And she, talk, like, and she was like, oh, listen to this part. And it was the part where they... Sing, um, Deo Deo, yes, yeah, but right before that, yeah. yeah, he swears, he grabs his crotch, they talk about suicide. I'm like, in the five minutes that I have been listening to this, it's this has happened, and this now would have would be a PG 13 movie, yeah, for sure. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, so glad that you're watching this, but well, I let's not just... forget
3: that, uh, he's trying to marry a 14 year old girl, too, so there's, there's, true. That little, there's that little twist, oh, yeah, yep. really?
1: yeah, I know, see, <laughs> oh, I just didn't. I just didn't, yeah, think about it that, I don't know. But yeah, now she goes around the house saying if she says something three times, it has to happen. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. she's like, Dad, it's- if I say um, they play this game called Ogre Cage, and she's like, if I say Ogre Cage, Ogre Cage, Ogre Cage, we have to play Ogre Cage. <laughs> I'm like, that's just how things work now that she's seen Beetlejuice. It, it doesn't
3: work. Every time I say yeah. it, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, no no Bloody Mary shows up for me to <laughs> no. Yeah, enough. I wish yeah, she could. Just, she's going to be disappointed. Yeah. But Jay, you've got, with, with Ghost Adventures, is relaunching tomorrow, so the beginning of the 25th season on Discovery+. Plus. Is it also going to be airing, do we know, on Travel Channel as well?
4: I'm not sure how they're working that. I know all new episodes drop in Discovery Plus and then at some point, I know they still do the reruns on travel. So I'm not sure the time frame or if it's a month or a couple months or a year. I'm not sure the time frame, but I'm sure at some point they will be on travel as reruns.
3: And what's cool is if, you, if you're if you out there and you're, you know, you're piecemealing your streaming services together, try the seven-day free trial of Discovery Plus uh, you, you're, it's not just Travel Channel. You get like 25 different channels, right, right. and you'll find that most of what you watch—everything from Home Improvement to True Crime to Paranormal and and Travel—all of these great shows are part of this giant corporate umbrella. And you get you get it for five bucks a month or seven bucks commercial free. And you can watch all of your favorite yeah. programs, including Ghost Adventures, The Holzer Files, and you know Ghost Adventures, uh, Screaming Room, and AfterShock, and all the other great programs that they've been uh, doing for years. And Holzer Files, so you could just check those out for yourself on uh, on Discovery Plus. But if you're if you're on the fence about signing up for it, try the seven day trial. I think you guys are going to love it. At least try it, power through your favorite shows, and then uh, let it go. But uh, I think once people sign up for it everybody I've ever talked to that signed up realized how much entertainment value they get for five or seven bucks have stuck right. with it. So it's been a good deal. I, and I think what's really cool with every plus too is that it's all right
4: there. You know, you don't have to wait until like with travel channels, like, all right, you got to right. wait until it's on air. You know what I mean? Right. Or sometimes right. you can go in and do things on demand. They have the entire catalog. so You can literally at any moment, oh, I, I, oh you're thinking about an episode. You can literally be like, I want to watch that specific episode from eight years ago right now and you can go on there and you can pick it right away and like you said it's not that expensive i think if you cut back literally one large cup of coffee from starbucks a month you can cover the cost
3: yeah i've been telling people that are complaining well i already pay for cable i say call your cable company tell them you're looking to drop because the prices are too high, and watch how they'll end up giving you more for less. Yeah. They'll say, you know what, yep. let me re... Oh, you know what, actually, I can give you a, the same package you've got for $30 less a month. Now you can oh. take that five or seven bucks and reinvest it into uh, Discovery+. Plus. But that happens yeah. all the time. So challenge your your providers and see if you can get a, a deal on it and uh, check out the shows that way. Um, so how many episodes are in this new season, Jay? Uh,
4: I think this batch, I think there's eight total. We would, it, would, it takes us all through March and then all the way through the end of April, and, uh, and that's thing we have a lot more coming. You know, a lot of people they just they want more episodes, but we can only film and do so many of so much. And we are going nonstop. Uh, we have a lot of things coming up that uh, I can't talk about just yet. We haven't announced, but we have a lot of exciting things in the works um, and a lot more coming. So this batch of eight, was a great batch um we do some really cool locations some amazing uh experiments the evidence once again it's one of those moments where you know you know i'm sure you have moments like this too dave where it's like all right i've seen a lot i've seen things move i've been scratched i've heard evps i've seen apparitions you know what else could possibly happen and then something just blows your mind once again and there's definitely a lot of those moments here um, one particular place we ended up doing was called, uh, it was in L.A., uh, Los Angeles, a police museum. And this place just, it's its amazing. Like, it's when you think of, like, oh, this is just a museum for the police. But it's full of artifacts from serial killers and murderers, things like that. And that place was just dark. And when you watch that episode, there's a moment that happens with Aaron and I that literally just, it, it's still, like, I I don't know. I, I always say myself, like, oh, I can't wait to see it, but I kind of don't even want to watch it because it was so terrifying. It's almost like watching some really messed up home videos uh, and kind of reliving those experiences. But it was absolutely terrifying.
3: Okay, Jay, I get the message. I won't show you my Christmas videos anytime we're together again. <laughs> <My God. laughs> yeah, there you
2: go. There you have it. I, I have a question for, for both of you and, well, everybody, actually. Because there are people who deny that it it really does exist. Other people, like I said, I grew up Catholic, so you kind of believe that the soul carried on. Not kind of, you definitely believe the soul would carry on. You know, there is. I always got the impression, and I mean this in a positive way, that this was all very necessary because the human brain tends to be a little delicate. I mean, my own my own life, I would tell you, I would love to someday see my mother and my brother again. I would love to do that. Is that all part of this, the the fact that we don't want to lose? If we really only have 75, 80, 90 years, whatever it is, that seems awfully short in a a planet that's been around for billions of years. Uh, You know, it it just doesn't seem fair. So is this, I think in my mind anyway, all of this, whether it's ghost adventures or any kind of spirituality, I think it's actually very necessary because it does give us some solace, some relief, doesn't it?
4: Absolutely. I think, you know, it can deliver a sense of hope that there is yeah. something more of this. And I think we we all want, we want it to be more than this. We don't want to just, we die and that's lights out and that's it. You know, we all hope there's some kind of thing, especially for our loved ones. And, you know, and we've had experiences. I remember there was a house we did, I think it was in Texas, and it was a woman who lost her mother and we were doing the spirit box session and its I forget what it was, but it was like a really random word came through the spirit box and she just started crying. Like, oh, and she's like, yeah. Oh my God. She's like, that was my mother and I's like faith word. Like we always said like, Oh, I'll give you, I'll say this word as like a sign that it's me. And she passed away and with us there through the spirit box, this word came through, you know, and seeing that it was, It was saddening, but it was also beautiful. Mm -hmm. It was kind of like, wow, like, it was able to connect this mother and, you know, her daughter, you know, and kind of give them a moment to bring back. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing. And I think it gives people that closure maybe or a sense of hope that their loved ones are okay. And, you know, and I think it's something we all, we all want. We all try to explore and hopefully can figure it out. And yeah, you never know agree. how
3: those signs are going to come through either. You know, I, I have oh. when my mom passed away. I got a crucifix that has her ashes in it and I wear it. And my mom loved to travel with me to go to all the ghost adventures uh, um, events that I would hold and and go to all these haunted locations and hang out with everybody. And when she passed away, I take the cross with me on all my trips on all of my ghost hunts and all the TV episodes. <laughs> so she's still a part of it. And we were on the, uh, I was asked to be on the Walker Stalker cruise, the Walking Dead fan cruise with oh, all of the sure. celebrities. And they asked me to come on and do ghost stories and, and tell some fun stories. So I did. We got back home and I realized it was gone. My necklace was gone. Um, and what? I thought, damn, it oh. fell off somewhere in the ocean or fell off somewhere on the ship. It's It's gone. And I was really bummed. And, and I don't know, a couple weeks later, I'm sitting there at my computer and I pulled up my mom's Facebook page and I... Hit private message and I messaged her and I just said, Mom, I don't want to bother you. I know you're on to your next level, but if there's any way you could just give me any kind of sign, anything would be great. I love you and I miss you. And sent it. The next day, our son Max's glasses were missing. So I sent my kids out. I'm like, Listen, $5 reward, whoever finds Max's glasses. And uh, my kids scatter through the house and my, uh, my other son Damien comes up to me and he's got this. We have these little clay Egyptian jars like they would use in, in, um, mummification. They would put the heart in one and, sure. and different yeah. body parts in the other. And he brought the little jar of life, which is very small and obviously way too small for a pair of glasses, but God love him. He opened it up to look anyway. And he goes, daddy, look what I found. And he took the lid off and there inside the jar of life was the crucifix, no necklace, Ooh. just the crucifix within a day of asking my mom for a sign that, that she's still around that, you know, that, that there's still this connection. How it got in a jar in my living room that I'd never touch because it's just part of our decor and the chain is gone, but the the, the necklace is there is still beyond me. So there are these beautiful moments in the paranormal and you're right, Tom, it is necessary because people yeah, want to know is. that there's something more than a world filled with pandemics and war and racism and hatred and that maybe there's something else. Maybe we do transcend this form and we get to see and do other things. And, and And that's what's great about shows like Ghost Adventures because they get to take you out safely. You don't have to be in those environments. You can see the stories and history unfold. And be vicariously living through Jay and, and Billy and Aaron and Zach as they go do all of these adventures and give you a chance to, you know, uh, to watch along with it and, and get some of those answers for yourself. And when you see the people and these families affected by those moments, you know, it brings it all together.
2: See, I never realized this was a sign, but, I you know, I never got along with my father. Um, I could make him laugh once in a while. That was about it. And he died when I was 33. He was only 62. And so I asked the same thing for a sign that, you know, that, that he could still communicate, and I got it the next day. Uh, a letter arrived, and it was the bill for his funeral. So I took it as a sign, Dave. You know what I'm <laughs>
3: yeah. saying? <laughs> Here's yeah. Here's your sign.
2: Yeah, I'm still sticking it to you, Tom. What do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> from, from beyond, he still got me for about $2,000. Two <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> It's all in the way you look at it,
3: Tom. It's all in the way you perceive the message.
2: Have you guys ever discussed this before? Because I hope you have. I think it's really important when you're talking about ghost adventures, you know, Dave Schrader, your your long career. I think it's important for people to understand this is in place for, for one of two reasons, probably both, because it really does happen. And number two is because people need it to happen. We don't want to go through life thinking, when I die, I die, that's it. If you want to believe that, that's up to you. That's your business. But as I said, I'd like to see some people I haven't seen in many, many years because they're dying. I think it's good for our soul, it's good for our heart, and it's good for our brain to have some belief that maybe this is not all there is. I think it's good for us.
4: Do you agree? Yeah, I think 100%. I mean, you know, I hear from fans all the time that thank us because, you know, yeah. it gives them the hope, it gives them the sense. And, too, I mean, before before Paranormal TV existed, people didn't talk about this. And people still had experiences, but they felt they were crazy. They felt they were the only one. They, You yeah. know, they would have experienced these spirits, and they there wasn't a dialogue yet. You know, it was a very niche group of people that were pursuing it and talking about it. Yeah. But mainstream you would be you would be laughed at. You would be called crazy. You'd probably be locked up in an asylum in some years, you know, depending on when you would experience this. But like having our show and you know, the start of paranormal T V and everything, it kind of brought this dialogue to the mainstream. It allowed people to come out and be like, Wow, I can actually share my story now, I can share my experiences. I'm not crazy, I'm not the only one. Right. And I think that's the beautiful thing, and that's why we need to have this conversation. We need to have this dialogue. We need to explore these things.
2: Well, and I think obviously just the the amount of plays, movies, books, stories, TV shows, all the rest of it. There are not just four or five people out there that want to, to look at this and want to study it and want to learn about it. There are millions and millions and millions of people who need this. That's why I think Ghost Adventures uh, exists. Dave, you're Pretty much turns into your life life's work it's there for a reason it's again i'll say it for the fifth time it's because people need it i i think it's a great thing i
4: really do yeah i think so and i think you know i don't always you know we kind of touched on it earlier i don't necessarily tell everybody to go out and seek it because it can get very dangerous it can right right you know run its hole on your life but be open to it you know i think it's good to be open about anything i think just i think our society you know not to get too deep with it but like we're becoming you know it's weird like technology we live on phones we live on the internet now you know and we think that we're communicating faster we think we're getting information quicker but honestly i think it's pushing us away from each other and we're losing that Mm -hmm. human connection They're using losing that human element, that spiritual connection, that emotional connection. You know, and I think we need to hold on to that. We need to somehow preserve that part of humanity before it's gone.
2: It's true, Dave and Jay. I will get out of the way. There's only a couple minutes left, so I just want want you guys to close it out because I love the conversation.
3: Well, it's great. And and again. Ghost Adventures begins their 25th season tomorrow on Discovery Plus. Eight brand new episodes, eight new adventures to follow. Jay Wosley, um, Aaron Goodwin, Zach Baggins, of course, and Billy Tolley as they go back out into the world and continue to uncover these mysteries and stories. And it's great, isn't it, Jay, that you realize that in some cases you're giving voices to history that have been forgotten and you're getting a chance to mm-hmm. help them be remembered and and, uh, you know, kind of a chance for these spirits to shine one last time.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I was, you know, there was a moment where, you know, I've always wanted to make kind of like, I don't know, I'm a person that wants to make a difference in the world. And, and I had a moment once kind of earlier on where I was like, ah, oh, like, is this what I want to do in my life. Like, do I want to do this? Should I like go, you know, feed homeless people? Should I do something with a bigger impact? And you know, I don't know, arguing maybe, I don't know, but, I realized and started talking to fans and hearing from fans that the impact that we do have. And that made me realize like what we are doing is something very special. And somehow, you know, I don't still don't understand exactly why, but the four of us, when we get together, it's magical and we experience and document some amazing things that I hope keeps the dialogue going and keeps the conversation going about what actually happens after we die.
2: It is terrific, and we got to have you guys both on at the same time again, Jay. Seriously, I'm I'm very very happy you, you could spend the entire hour with us there. Uh this was great. It, it was terrific, Jay Wosley, ladies and gentlemen. Ghost Adventures tomorrow night. Do you know the uh, the time? The uh, what what time is it starts? I don't not see sure. it on here. It's
4: now, so it's not like an exact time. I don't know, but. I think most streaming. Don't quote me exactly, but I think most streaming usually drops at midnight Pacific time. Right. So right. that'd be, I guess, three a.m. Eastern. Usually, it's available on uh, the streaming service.
2: Okay, so at any time after three o'clock tomorrow morning, it should be
3: available.
4: Correct. It should be. It should be. Don't quote me. Don't beat <laughs> me and yell at <laughs> me. Not, close right? enough. Jay is close and if
3: it's not, folks, you can head over to Jay's house and knock on his door at 12579.
4: <laughs> Damn it.
3: Jay, thank you, our sir. Best.
4: Minnesota. My mailbox says Schrader. Uh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. There you go.
2: All right, gentlemen. We got to move on for the hour. But uh, Jay, thank you very much. Uh, hopefully, we'll talk again very soon. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Thank, thank you, guys. Take care. We'll take a break. Be back in a few minutes with the family.